0: This is The First Time, Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series. Every show, we invite a group of storytellers to talk about different firsts and pick a song to go with it. This show's theme was First Step. Recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center with music by The First Time 3, here's your host, Jen Sedini. Speaking of leading men, Andy Vassian is is a Chirp DJ and the newest member of our production team. He is someone who makes Chirp great. We're a volunteer-driven organization. We rely on donations. Andy is a writer, an audio editor, DJ at Chirp. He currently produces the first time and edits the first time podcast. And he hosts a show at Chirp on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Check out his radio show. Give it up for Andy. A very common theme among ex-cult members is that nobody joins a cult, and that's true, right? Like, no one's out here calling their cult a cult. They never tell you, we're recruiting you now, right? But there are some common moves and recruiting tactics, and there's like a bit of similarity in the psychological profile of what cults are looking for to get you, to get me, because this is the story of how I took my first steps into becoming somebody who gets recruited into a cult. I'm actually still in it. It's kind of a really big one. It's the cult of Taylor Swift. <laughs> I am a converted Swifty, all right? And more specifically, I'm a gayler. And that means that I believe our glorious leader, Taylor Swift, is, at the very least, a committed bisexual. But she's probably gay, though. Um, I'll give you guys the full pitch later. But just know, the academic literature says, in general, cults are looking for... Tendency toward addictive behavior, substance abuse, gambling, emotional vulnerability, missing family or friends' support systems, and being in the middle of a stress or crisis situation. So keep that in mind, because step one, addictive behavior. As you may recall, a lot of stuff was happening around 2020. (laughs) I was living in L.A. at the time, and while all the hipster girls were making gluten-free bread or whatever... It was my destiny as a skinny, white-passing male to browse the hell out of Reddit and 4 chan stock trading pages. And I started getting really into that. And I don't know how many of you guys have stocks. This show raises money for a nonprofit indie radio station, so I assume not that many of you. <laughs> but you guys will probably all remember, like, GameStop, right? You remember that big old thing? Me and the Reddit boys. So that whole thing went big in, like, February 2021, right? And in November of 2020, I take, like, basically all my money, $25,000, and I just bought a shitload of GameStop. And not, like, normal stocks. I bought, like, highly risky financial instruments because tendency toward addictive behavior. The apps have you take a test before you start trading these instruments because they're so risky. It's insane. And at the highest peak when I was playing with these very addictive instruments, I don't know if any of you have ever made $170,000 in a single day. That shit hits. <laughs> also, it makes you incredibly horny, just saying. Um, but for any of you looking to mug me in the parking lot, don't worry. I still currently owe the IRS around $15,000. So That leads me to step two, emotional vulnerability. Now, why was I living with my parents, reading Reddit, and gambling on the stock market, you ask? Well, in April of 2020, my girlfriend of five years had fallen in love with her roommate after they got trapped in a Sri Lankan airport for two weeks during COVID lockdowns. (laughs) They get locked down in this airport on their just friends vacation. And like, they can't get any flights out. It's insane. They're calling the embassy. And then the airline offers the dude one ticket out. You have an hour. There's one seat. Do you take it? And then he's like, no, I'm not taking it. I won't leave you. So, like, how do you fight that? (laughs) So, I'm out of this five-year relationship, and then in December 2020, I meet a girl who's just out of a 13-year relationship. She's still living in the same apartment she shared with her ex, and she kept the dog. So, obviously, both of us are in a great spot to be meeting new people. (laughs) Three months later, February 2021, GameStop explodes. Step three, missing support. So... After February, I had made more in a month than like the entire rest of my life, and this girl gets a postdoc position here at Northwestern. She gets the offer, and I say, fuck it. I quit my job. I left all my shit at my parents' house. I found a room in an industrial building in Lakeview with seven roommates, two bathrooms, and a 50-person theater with full lighting and stage where the living room should have been. Because you know, I didn't want to just move in with her. That might be going too fast. <laughs> Things were going great for a while. I get there on a Monday. The first thing my roommates do, they hand me a shot of Malort. It was three in the afternoon. I'm actually still good friends with some of those folks from the loft, but in November, the whole building got condemned. Apparently, it had been unsafe for human habitation for years. Everybody scattered across Chicago. Meanwhile, that whole time, I had gotten used to trading like twenty dollars or $30,000 of stock. I was buying it one day. I was selling it the next. And that's fine when the market is doing well. But when things eventually went bad, I had one of those like, I just need one big win, and I'm out. And I bought like six figures of these highly volatile leveraged instruments. Three weeks later, the NASDAQ had one of its worst weeks in 20 years. Poof. Step four crisis situation. So I'm running out of cash. I am fully moved out of the place with pretty much my only friends in the city. And, surprise, surprise, a few months later, the girl and I do not work out. Now back in LA, I had been working for like an NPR station and that's not exactly a cash cow move. So I'm like, I'm selling out. I get a job doing social media for a huge financial institution one that, for legal reasons, I cannot tell you the name of. But they work with Taylor Swift. There, I meet someone who has the most insane job of any human. This Gen Z corporate girly makes six figures as the company's on-staff Taylor Swift representative. Every time Taylor drops a new album or breaks up with a boyfriend or anything like that, this girl goes through album lyrics, comes up with puns and phrases based on the lyrics, runs them past legal, then runs them past Taylor's legal, and then we are allowed to use it on social media, word for word, no changes allowed. Here's an actual tweet. Every moment of the hashtag TS era's tour felt like a dream. But luckily, the story of Taylor Swift and the company isn't over yet. See you at the next one, heart emoji. After a couple months working there, me and this person actually became friends because she had to give me a bunch of trainings. So I know that Taylor's cats are Meredith, Olivia, and Benjamin. Her favorite color is red. And I'm listening to these Taylor Swift songs, and it wasn't long before like, I tell this person basically the same story you just heard. She hears that, and she's like, Hey, Andy, did you know Taylor Swift has also been through some rough stuff lately? <laughs> and then she sends me a full PowerPoint on Slack. Did you know Victoria's Secret model Carly Kloss is the love of Taylor Swift's life. Did you know that the song Right Where You Left Me is about the end of their relationship because Taylor was going to come out of the closet with Carly, but instead Carly gets married because she doesn't want to deal with all that? Did you know that the lyrics are I swear you could hear a hairpin drop and the Stonewall Riots are called the hairpin drop heard round the world? (laughs) Glass shattered on the white cloth. Carly Kloss had a Jewish wedding. They smashed the glass under the napkin. I'm still 23 inside my fantasy. Taylor's on record saying the first time she met Carly at 23 was like being in a fantasy. Come on. (laughs) There's other stuff too, right? Taylor was in her quarantine bubble with actress Diana Agron and Zoe Kravitz. And then Diana Agron gets her Alice in Wonderland tattoo lasered off after Taylor Swift releases a song about someone with an Alice in Wonderland tattoo. And then Zoe Kravitz releases a song called Not Diana, about not being good enough for someone who is dating someone named Diana. It's all there. (laughs) There's a lot more evidence, but I just want to say, I have been a gayler for six months now. I follow all the gayler accounts. I've given this particular lecture on multiple Tinder dates. (laughs) If there are any of you that are feeling emotionally vulnerable are in the middle of a crisis, or have lost hundreds of thousands on the stock market, come see me after the show. I've got information for you.
1: I have this thing when I get older, but just never wiser. Midnight's become my afternoon. When my depression works, the graveyard shifts all of the people. I've ghosted, stand there in the room. I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in crisis. I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch as you're leaving, cause you got tired of my scheming. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti hero. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby, and I'm a monster on the hill. Too big to hang out, slowly lurching towards your favorite city. Pierced through the heart, but never killed. Did you hear my covert narcissism? My disguise as altruism, like some kind of congressman wake up screaming from dreaming one day i'll watch as you're leaving and life will lose all its meaning well it's me hi i'm the problem it's me at tea time everybody agrees i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror it must be exhausting always rooting for the anti hero My daughter-in-law kills me for the money She thinks I left them in the will The family gathers round and reads it And then someone screams out She's laughing up at us from hell It's me, I, I'm the problem, it's me It's me, I, I'm the problem, it's me At tea time Everybody agrees, everybody agrees It's me, I, I'm the problem, it's me At tea time, everybody agrees I stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti
0: The First Time is hosted by Jen Sedini, with production by Bobby Evers, Andy Vesoyan, Noah Janes, and Executive Director Julie Miller. The podcast is edited by Andy Vesoyan, with songs performed by The First Time Three. You can find this and other Chirp podcasts and interviews at chirpradio.org podcasts.